and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. What's happening everybody and welcome to this, another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. And as the holiday season is well underway, we thought we'd celebrate by going over the best matches and moments of what has been a fantastic 2018 in wrestling. Yes, we're going to talk about all things moments-wise and match-wise, apart from the worst ones, because that's for another day, uh, of the last year. I am your host this week, Stephen Wilson, and I am joined by a panel who are itching and raring to go on this, this third last show of the year. Uh, first off, as a man who in recent weeks has survived party-hosting leads in a slow dating life, a man of many nicknames, the King of Kfeb, the Modern Day Maharaja, Mr. Money in the Claysdale Bank, and the Fella with the Yellow Bin. It's David Hockney. <laughs> fella with the Yellow Bin. They just, just keep racking him up, you know, I can take it. Can you? No, probably not. <laughs> you forgot to mention the football. No, oh, don't, don't get me started on the football. We'll come to the football on next week's show. Yay. <laughs> uh, also, next on the panel is somebody who came in second in this year's Glasgow Bolt for most favourite thing from Edinburgh. To Liam Thompson's sink. It is, of course, <laughs> <laughs> is, of course Sarah Green. Hi, I'm, I'm quite happy to come second to Liam's sink. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. Mm. Even though, as Billy Kirkwood always says, it's not even that good a sink. <gasps> it's only got one tap. I'd love to Last for me. <laughs> Up next is a man fresh from fresh, 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 down. fresh from breaking his ICW Big Show virginity. It is the turtleneck trainee. It's the big man himself, Andy Mitchell. Hello, how's it going? Don't have the turtleneck on today, sadly. No, you're sporting some dodgy t-shirt. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Defended uh, quacker. Very dodgy t-shirt. And myself. Yes, for those who don't know, we record in Radio Cali at Glasgow Caledonian University. And Andy's oh, wearing you. And he's wearing his University of Glasgow <laughs> t-shirt. It's the only t-shirt I could find for work. So. So, I don't mind what, what wearing rival colours. What you've done is walk into the Ibrox bar with a Celtic shirt and say, hello, how you doing? <laughs> like <laughs> Enzo Amore. <laughs> and from the big man to the big dog is a man whose favourite memories of this year has caused much distress to his surrounding neighbours. It's Alan McLucas. Right, me, how's it going? Fine, how's you? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Your neighbours talking to you again after WrestleMania? <laughs> Uh, well, one of them's deaf now, so. <laughs> and Why are we laughing at that? Because I'm going to tell people series on a laugh. I'm because they know the story. You said they're, they're deaf, well, they won't listen to this thing, so. Oh, no, that's fine. Right. And the other ones I don't like, they're not nice people, so I don't care. And we round it off with a man who I put so much effort into the last four intros that I've not even got one for him. <laughs> So I'm simply just going to introduce some very nicely for once. It is, of course, Quacker Raji. Oh, thank you. I thank you for that. A nice one. I like it. <laughs> if you could keep that up for the rest of the time, I'd be very happy. I can't guarantee that, man. No, no, no. <laughs> we know how this goes. I know. I hate you, Stephen Wilson. Sorry, I'm not in there. It's okay. Everybody hates me, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is our best moments and matches of 2018 show. If you like what you listen to or have liked what we've done in the past, please give us a wee follow on social media, first of all. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Suplex Retweet. We tweet and uh, Facebook post about pretty much everything to do with wrestling. Uh, we also have an extensive back catalogue, so you can subscribe to that Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts and all other podcasting sites to search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We've got over 100 shows to choose from, including panel discussions and interviews, including our most recent one with Mikey Whiplash, done by Sarah. Yes, yes. Which has, which has got the social media world buzzing. Oh, I know. But with all fairness, he's such an intellectual human being and you can't help but be really interested in what he says. A man who's been described by some as having a very soothing voice. Uh, but he but he features quite prominently on this show. There's, gonna, there's a lot of people talk, wanting to talk about Mikey Whiplash, and we will mention him in the show over the next 90 minutes. But as I said, 100 shows in our back catalogue. Uh, we also recently made a milestone of 21,000 listens. Woo! Great way to end 2018. So keep on listening, keep on subscribing, and keep on giving us the feedback and telling us what you like or even what you don't like. We know Dave's a bit dodgy at times. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just news to you? <laughs> At least tonight, for God's sake. <laughs> no, I've given up denying stuff now. I'm just going to take it as it comes. Like, remember what I said in the anniversary show? Taking verbal abuse like a champ? I'm still doing it. <laughs> we'll see how this show goes, then. <laughs> we'll break you. Right, let's get started. And I think we should talk about the matches, first of all, as the matches is well, the thing that a lot of people have been messaging us about. So what the format of the show is, we've got two WWE matches, two NXT matches and two matches from Scottish Wrestling and then we're going to have a wee segment where we talk about some of the ones that some of the listeners and some of the other panellists have talked about uh, there's going to be a lot in there so if your match doesn't get mentioned don't be offended but please tell us on social media if your match hasn't been mentioned and say why you liked it as well so we'll start with WWE and these choices were kind of ones picked by all the panellists on the show today uh, there's kind of a, a wait, I kind of picked some of the best ones and some of the ones that were picked most often I'm going to start with one that came up a couple of times and I'm going to go to Andy on this one We're going to, we start with one of the everybody's favourite matches of the year that was done in January this year is of course the Royal Rumble match and it was the men's Royal Rumble yeah it was a fantastic it's probably the only match on this list I've actually watched fully <laughs> I've had no preparation for this George at uni and uh, work absolutely knackers uh, no I, I thought it was amazing I uh, watched it and walk about with uh, Quacko yeah, yes. it, was, it was such a great time we bonded over that, and that's why I think it's his, yeah. his favourite. Uh, I've got personal moments because of this match. That's what, you know, rather than <laughs> the match itself. No, no, I thought it was great because I think it was like the problem with Royal Rumbles recently before that. Was, like you always knew who was going to win, and I think that was the first one where it was like this could go either way, mm-hmm. and it was, it was great. Yeah, it was. A, I, thought, I thought it was a great Royal Rumble match in terms of storytelling, the way things were done. Uh, Dave, um, there was a lot of um, touchy moments I think in the match, there was a lot of moments that had fans thinking, oh god, they're going to go this way, they're going to go that way, uh, none more so than when they kind of went down in the final six, I thought. Yeah, no, that was one of my favourite moments of the match, because throughout its entirety, you know, the pacing, the storytelling, the surprise, debuts, returns and stuff, it was all going really, really well, I'm thinking it's going to be crucial in the last sort of six or so, but the storytelling at that point, you know, was like new gen versus old gen, because you had uh, uh, Cena, Orton and Mysterio against... Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Nakamura. Mm-hmm. I mean, that on its own was great, but when it came down to the final four, the dynamic changed a bit. Mm-hmm. It sort of became Vince's guys versus the fans' guys. And when it came down to one, one on either side, like Nakamura and Reigns, you think, oh my God, please don't make Reigns win again because I think there's going to be riots, especially because it was in Philadelphia and that was the year Roman won his Rumble. That was also in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I think having to do that in Philadelphia would be suicidal on WWE's part. But the pop when Nakamura won. Mm. That was just outstanding. Oh. Such a good feeling just seeing a guy get his dues and you know the fans going home happy for once. Was it yeah it was just funny when we were watching that walkabout it was like everyone was like yeah and then just ran to the toilet. 
What was interesting about this rumble compared to other ones, uh, Sarah, is the fact this one was kind of overshadowed. This was also the year, obviously, we had the the first women's Royal Rumble. Historic! That's my thing! (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this match was kind of, it fell under the radar, especially it was in that odd position that we'd never seen for a men's rumble match. It was in the middle of the card. I know, that's what I was really surprised with the fact that it wasn't the main event of like what it usually is but with all fairness like the women I wouldn't say they kind of deserved it to be the main event but like oh I, I don't even know I mean men's job a match I, I, I'm not saying that I didn't want Nakamura to win it but I kind of wanted Finn to win it instead I think a lot of people were torn when they got when, the, when Finn and Nakamura were in the final four and it yeah was I was like, not torn at all but props to Balor though I mean he put in a marathon performance that match he started at number two and he yeah he, he was the Iron Man of it yeah there was a lot of fun moments I thought that we always get with the rumbles you get the returns uh, but there was also some <laughs> Hurricane uh, Val and there was one of the things I particularly liked was the use of kind of the lower mid card guys uh, Heath Slater in particular oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah the yeah. story te- Heath Slater storytelling was, was fantastic yeah mm. and did he not eliminate Sheamus in like two seconds oh, yeah no. fantastic you know there was just so much going on wasn't it alright Sheamus Sheamus is the only guy that could take something like that but still Come out. It's not on his 40th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the only guy that can like, kind of take that, and it's brilliant. You, like, you think, big birthday, Vince can go, I'm going to give you a chance, and then you're like, you're going to last two seconds, then you go and party, you know. I'm going to give you something you will never forget. It, it was a great rumble. Um, I love the fact that Nakamura won because it was a SmackDown guy won it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. SmackDown, as we've all discussed so many times over the years, has been treated as the Diddy show, the B show, and the fact that he won it and he took SmackDown to a new level I thought at that time as well. I was over the moon mate. I was kinda gutty for Balor. Really liked the thought of him. And I was really hoping it was gonna be him and Nakamura at the end, not Reigns. Mm. Even though I'm a Reigns fan, I totally agree with Dave. I would have been like, no, not again. Just mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> Even your yeah. Scottish cousin's going to get over that rope and just mock <laughs> it. Um, no, but it, it was um, a really good Rumble match. I enjoyed every bit of it. And other than WrestleMania, it's the only pay per view I've actually watched live. No, I didn't watch WrestleMania live. That's a lie. <laughs> next day. No, tell I, it's the only, <laughs> only pay per view I've actually watched live this year. It's the only pay per view I think I've watched fully this year. It's WWE. <laughs> yeah. out of WrestleMania. I understand why. Instead of saying you didn't you feel that the women should have been the main event I felt yeah. like it should have been because they made such a big deal about it no. but what I'd have done was I'd have put that first if you're going to put the women last and yeah, I just felt right, open and close and, it yeah, yeah and I just felt when it came out you were like oh really you know I felt a bit, a bit sorry for it well, but the match itself was sensational and it deserved more I was, I was pretty much like knackered after the men's rumble match to even enjoy the women's rumble match yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting one, and they say it was a shame what happened when Nakamura in there, but there were so many great moments, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of the more memorable rumbles in recent memory. Uh, the second WWE match we picked was one, it was, it came at a big pay-per-view, there was a lot of hype to it, the feud was great, saying of course I'm going to go to you this one, it's <laughs> Becky versus Charlotte, last woman standing oh, at well, WWE Evolution. Evolution was actually a really great pay-per-view, I mean, mm. I, I think with that build-up, we weren't actually expecting it to be as good because there was next to no build up but mm. Charlotte and Becky did it all themselves mm. I mean they, they I wouldn't say they carried the pay-per-view but that that last woman standing match it was absolutely phenomenal like give or take there's a couple of wee spots that we picked up on like uh, the referee kicking the chair to Becky who's like there you go Henry you're supposed to hit her with that chair <laughs> and just to make sure she could reach it but 
The storytelling through that match was unbelievable. The actual bumps that they all took, um, and like the close calls as well, like Charlotte being buried under God knows how many things, <laughs> and then going off She-Hulk and bur- bursting out like the last second. You, you couldn't get much better than that. I absolutely loved it. No, definitely. Dave, they've kind of described it as the uh, one of the best women's matches in recent memory. Would you think that's quite a fair representation of this? I think that's a very fair representation of it. I, think, I don't remember as good a women's match since probably when Trish and Lita made evented Raw, and that was 14 years ago, almost. And But I was looking at this view and I'm thinking, this is going to absolutely tear the house down. Why it wasn't main eventing evolution is beyond me because Oh, because Ronda Rousey was it oh, Ronda Rousey was there, but unfortunately also by association Nikki Bella had to be there. Sorry Stacey. <laughs> but um yeah, easily one of the if not the best women's match I've ever seen. I just think maybe they could have done the finish a bit better. Well it was a good finish. I think maybe the bit where Charlotte got uh, everything thrown on top of her and it was just buried under that pile of stuff. I think that should have been the finish. But I think you you what I liked about it was, was the anticipation that that was going to be the finish, but then she kicks out and she thinks, oh my god, we're still, got, we're still going with this. And, but it just goes to show that you know, the women can put on the best match of the night and they can do it just as even better than the men can. Yeah, Dave, I don't really want to be sarky, but that was an all-women's card, so the women were always going to put the best match of the night on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave, I had to be done. No, uh, uh, yeah, evolution yeah. overall, though, I think, well... Well, great pay-per-view. Ah, great pay-per-view. Maybe not the best of the year, but still very, very good for its first outing. It was very high up there, but Alan, did you think this was a match that kind of solidified to some doubters that Becky was the real deal? Absolutely. Without question. No, she is the man. This cemented it. Um, no, we've discussed no, off air as well. You know, Becky deserved the push for months and months. Mm-hmm. This showed that she, for me, will be of the pinnacle of women's wrestling. For the foreseeable future, for me, Ronda can't even lace up books. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, Andy, do you agree with some of the guys that this match probably should have been last on this pay per view? I think so. Yeah, well, I understand why Ronda Rousey was because like the WWC is a draw, but you've got two what courses in there, and I say I haven't actually had a chance to see the match. I saw the table spot uh, about twenty minutes before I arrived. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Hill was <laughs> the MVP of this match, other than Becky. <laughs> <laughs> the things that man did in this match is like. Thanks, Mike. But now you've got you've definitely got two what courses there, and it's like you know you could see them like main main event like at WrestleMania or something like that if they get a chance. Yeah, the, w- there's got to be it. one of the two of them have got to be in one of the big matches at Mania. Oh, a lot of us are hoping for Becky. I'm hoping for Becky. Yeah, there we go. There was talk of Ronda <laughs> Becky, although it didn't happen at Survivor Series. It the, could they're be. They're talking a triple threat mm. now. Mm. Oh, triple threat would be interesting. I quite like the idea of uh, facing of Charlotte facing Ronda Rumble, or mm. even at the. Elimination Chamber and we get Becky and Naya at that point as well to yeah. close off a few feuds I think yeah. you have to have Ronda Becky just because it puts more focus on their feud and I'm pretty sure you know it. all the build up from Survivor Series and before that this culmination just between the two of them it just means perfect storytelling now before we quickly move, we go on to the NXT matches I'm going to quickly um, ask you briefly on the spot which of these two WWE matches was your favourite? Dave? i got to go with the, the men's rumble Ooh, interesting. You mentioned that obviously the men from Rose. I haven't seen the other one, so I want to get around to watch them. Rumble for me. Ooh. See that? Charlotte and Becky for me, obviously. <laughs> Quacky, what's your thought? Charlotte and Becky, maybe. And I know it's weird for me saying this because uh, You just broke out the The Rumble heart. match is like your perfect type of match. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, but it didn't have an, enough comedy for it. <laughs> 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 the UD and the pancakes. <laughs> 
That was brilliant. Oh my god. Charlie Becker doesn't that. have any comedy. I forgot about that moment. That was excellent. You loved that just because Jinder was the receiving end. <laughs> that made even better. Just the creativity behind it as well. That was outstanding. The pancake, the Heath Slater, the. Okay, the uh, Seamus, that was it. That was what about the hurricane as well? Come on. Yeah, that, but. <laughs> No, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, wasn't so, enough. so I've got to go with Charlotte Pinky. But yeah, that's the two WWE matches we've highlighted, first of all. We're going to go to NXT now. With NXT, the thing about NXT is there were so many great matches in NXT, I think it was hard to kind of pick just two. But I think there was one night in NXT this year which kind of stood out, and that's the one that's kind of been the main focus of these two matches. We're going to go with Dave first, and we're going to go with the match that started NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Yeah. The ladder match for the North American cha- Championship. Uh, yeah. I know, where do you begin? I mean, you get six of the most talented guys on NXT. I think two of them were debuting, Ricochet and EC3. Mm-hmm. Their first match on NXT, five-star match, which also included ICW's own uh, big demo, Killing Dane. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah, in case I haven't mentioned it already, the latter match is one of my favourite match stipulations. That's why I'm always looking forward to Money in the Bank and stuff. But I think... Because it was obviously it's a new championship as well, we're going to crown an inaugural champion. That's storytelling in of itself. And the best thing about what I liked about this was you had six guys who either of any of them could have won. So there was no sort of clear favourite. Even Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, Lars Sullivan was more of the dark horse in this match. And he can actually say now he's actually had a five-star match. Yeah, I mean, uh, Andy, would you have thought Lars Sullivan had a five-star match this year? I don't even know who he is. He's the guy in He's the gorilla. He's the gorilla rampage. Yeah. I know. I, like I said, I, I managed to catch up with this, and uh, he did look pretty powerful at Power Horse, but I, I don't really know much about him. Uh, to be there, was, there was so much in the match, uh, Alan. There were so many great spots in it. Uh, I particularly liked the bit where Sullivan and Demo chucking Ricochet from corner to corner. <laughs> but there were so many great spots. I mean, we talked about some of the spots in the Rumble match, but the ladder match, as we talked about in other shows in the past, it's always got a bit of a spot fest to it. Oh, absolutely. Just like they said, it's one of my favourites as well. Because you just know some poor sod's getting chucked 20 foot. <laughs> and it's whether or not, are they going to land the ring? Are they going to go through the announce table? Or are they going to be really lucky and hit the concrete? You know, and you go, oh, you <laughs> a crunch. But, yeah, uh, no, it's guaranteed excitement. It really is. Uh, yeah. There's very few matches or stipulations yeah. out there that guarantees that. And the ladder match every time will do it. I mean, the thing about this show, uh, say, I looking back on it, was the interesting thing I thought was that obviously Adam Cole's involvement in this match, and obviously he, had, he was in a tag match later on, mm-hmm. so that kind of made the outcome a bit surprising to me. I didn't really see as much of Adam Cole. Baby. That was what I thought David <laughs> <laughs> You still have a story, Yeah, thing, so. we're, we're even now. Uh, never be even. I didn't, think, uh, I didn't think he was going to come out victorious in this. No, I mean, we spoke about that on the TakeOver preview show, that like because of, we were depending, like, was the tag match going to go on first? And because Adam Cole was involved in both matches, we didn't actually expect it. Like my my pick was the Velveteen Dream, which oh, <laughs> Velveteen Dream was the MVP of that match. Let me get to that because <laughs> that was like out of all the spots, Velveteen had it up for me. Like it's Death Valley Driver, Purple Rainmaker, everything off the top of the ladder, which was not even sturdy. May I add? Oh, poor Dream. Was he like the least trained in that match? Velveteen Dream. I, I think he was like twenty-two year old. Yeah, he's the youngest. But I would say he's the least. I would say he's the least ladders. experienced, but he was definitely the youngest. The youngest. Yeah, that see that Death Valley Driver on the bridged ladder. I mean, <laughs> that was that was uncomfortable to watch. I think <laughs> he's going to botch this. But the fact he was able to pull it off. That's the just, Dream does not botch. <laughs> or if he did botch, he would just go. The Dream has no memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was so. 
shaky and there was, you know, with the ladders, the rungs are not that wide. I think one misstep and he's going through it. And but the fact that he was able to do it was, you know, it's testament to how talented all these guys are. It's phenomenal, it's a five star match. Another thing well, that was said on the Takeover Pre-Road show that, that week was we did say we can see Undisputed Era coming out winning everything, but it's just the mechanics of how it goes. It was mm. the logistics of what was going to go first and then. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone said Roderick Strong would have turned on Pete Dunn. No, no, James did say that someone was going to turn and join the Undisputed Era, but we didn't actually think it would be Roddy turning on, on Pete. That was the shocker of the night as well, I think. No, I'm surprised Pete didn't snap his neck. Yeah, on a show that was so well balanced as well, you had an amazing moment at the start of the ladder match. The moment in the middle, you know, Ruddy turns heel, helps the Undisputed Era win. They've got a ton of momentum going forward. They've just won everything that there is to win. And then, obviously, the main event speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, the thing about talking about that ladder match is if you kind of thought that match would have been match yeah. of the night in many people's eyes if you just mm-hmm. the way it was going. However, it's a hell of a spectacle. Yeah, but. It didn't end up being match of the night because uh, we had a setting match on that one. It was probably one of the most hyped matches I think in NXT history. We had Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano won. Nobody felt that same emotion other than Sarah. <laughs> I still feel that pain today. And uh, she wears a Tommaso Ciampa shirt. I know, right? <laughs> I own a Johnny Gargano t-shirt as well. That's the irony. She's been converted. <laughs> no, I've always People liked. So annoyed. I've <laughs> always liked Ciampa. Let's just face it. I have always liked him, but like I was a fan of Johnny in the beginning, but. Like this was like the, the the start of my epic downfall. This is, this is someone in denial. No, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh no! Like even just thinking back, like I knew that like this had started off after the epic heartbreak that I felt and led me to epic trust issues. Let's just say that. Watermarks. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't trust it. Um, no, oh, I I, I can't even describe how many emotions I was going through when it came to this match because again it was unsanctioned and I'm like he's going to kill Johnny holy crap he's going to kill Johnny <laughs> it was just like Dave the height it was fantastic yeah. and the two of them are fantastic in the ring but the thing about it intrigued me we hadn't seen Champ in the ring for so long it was always that question mark of can he go to the high level we know he is with that knee injury as his first match back and he delivered he was away for a good, what, nine months or something because of that ACL tear? Uh, ten months, I think he was out yeah. of that The fact that he came back and put on that kind of performance with Gargano, it, the, you got the impression, you know, that obviously you'd seen these two as DIY and, you know, they Don't, the they, don't! Yeah, I'm going to make Sarah cry here. So they travelled the world together, Gar- uh, Champa was Gargano's best man uh, at his wedding. And to see them two go at it as if they legitimately wanted to kill each other. Damn, ruin those wedding yeah. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Great 12 up. Yeah, and um, Champa, the storytelling behind it, Champa comes out with no music, he comes in with this, he looks like a main event star, both of them do. Hmm. And the, some of the storytelling and the spots in that match, it, I think they could have done it any better to show how legitimately these guys hated each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of a big finish in a match, and, mm. and I think this one was great storytelling towards the end of it with, uh, with the, the kind of the, the throwback to the Cruiserweight Classic with them both kneeling down, and then Johnny just literally does a thing with that knee brace. It's perfect storytelling. Yeah, it's good as well, and I think, yeah, because I saw it when he, go, when he swings, what was it, with a title? Well, not a title, what was he swinging? The crutch. The crutch, the crutch. yeah, and he just catches him in a submission, and that, that was it. His eye as well, which is, Jesus. But no, but yeah. I think that I, one of the first NXT matches I watched was uh, with uh, Champ and Gargano and, uh, and when they were tag teaming and the two out of three falls, mm-hmm. and it just was amazing. And like seeing like uh, 
highlights of it today. It was like a hell of a match. And that uh, Champa's finish, finisher from the top rope, that, oh. the power bomb into the knees. The, Hey, that's, oh, that's brutal. Is that yeah. Project Champa? Project Champa. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was amazing. But no, I, I think that kind of story, like you don't really see that done well anymore. Where it's like the tag team and then the tunnel. I know it's like as old as the wrestling as the tag teams tunnel on each other, but it's a hell of a story when it's done right. And I think that Whoa. match itself. You've got people crying. I know. I'm sorry, Sarah. But I didn't yeah. see it coming. <laughs> you know what my favorite spot of the whole match was? I think Champa lifts the mats off and Gargano power bombs Champa onto the concrete. Chant. And the fans chant, You deserve it. Oh, <laughs> that's how much heel heat Champa was getting, and I absolutely loved it. Nuclear heel heat he is com- amazing. He comes oh, yeah. out of um he comes out with no music, he gets the trench coat on, he is the biggest bastard in NXT, and you can tell the fans think of him that way because he is a proper bastard. Yeah, we highlighted them quite a lot in last week's show just how great a year he has, but I think yeah. this is they've had three matches and I think they kinda this would that's so much that was so hard for them to live up to the other two wins and I oh, think yeah. this is kind of why we picked this one because the, the more emotion this one is the Johnny's career on the line it was amazing that the last one was for the NXT Championship yet yeah, we're picking this one which had just that I think that's just think, because that was the first one since the epic breakup yeah, since yeah. you know that chucking him into the LD board and me crying myself to sleep that night yeah I think that third match though I think they were kind of backed into a corner with Alistair Black's injury a bit so I don't know I never I didn't feel the hype with the third one as it did but I mean the second one was just as good but I still prefer the first one well see what you were saying about it's funny we're picking this one even though it wasn't for the NXT Championship but if you look at it it did main event over the Championship so I think it's only right that we did pick this one as Obviously, the story tip line went over and instead of the championships and whatever. So, would you pick would you pick this or the North American title for the best one? The best one, uh-huh. ladder match for me. Ladder match. Ladder match. Ladder match. So as much as I do like a good ladder match, but Champa, uh, Champa, uh, yeah, I'm with Andy. <laughs> I mean, as much as I enjoy a spot fested ladder match, Champa Gargano and the storytelling was just. See, why is it spot fest like it's a bad it was, thing? It was, like, it was a spot fest. It was kind of a spot fest. That's not a bad thing, though. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying no. the, the Gargano like Champa story and how it was told was just done to perfection. Yeah, there's a better story in that match. Like, fair enough. Yeah. The spectacle's great, but. Now it's time for Dave's favourite portion of this show yeah. Scottish wrestling! I'm a nice W mark now. No, you're not. <laughs> Were, you the, Were you the Hydro? I said that sarcastically. <laughs> right now, she would be more Dave. <laughs> now, remember, Dave, you can get a season ticket for the first four uh, yeah, so years. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Now, this is 10 quid. Am I right? Yes. yes. Now, this was one. This match, it was hard to pick between this one and the other match I had earlier in the year. But the first one, I'm going to go with Alan. This one Lionheart Polo Shucks. This is, for me, the best match I've seen in any wrestling this year. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, it had absolutely having the storytelling anticipation of it all it was just tremendous um you know we'll talk about this later on as well the, when Lionheart kicks out of the styles clash i nearly jumped at my skin i just couldn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> I was, I don't one know. he let him do it he, he, let, he, he let the one guy in the company can't actually stand do the move and nearly killed him and two it's a wake up he just jumped up after one and you were just like Oh, have you, have, you, have, have you watched the back or on demand? Billy's just as excited as you were. Oh, well, <laughs> just, just for the listeners, in case you're watching demand, you'll see a wee huddle bouncing around. That's that's us. That's me, Stephen, Nathan, and 
Ross. And two random guys up next. And two randoms <laughs> coming up to do the huddle because I am a new. At this point, it was, uh, it was the huddle. It was a bouncy. It was the huddle. We were moving up and down. <laughs> it's a huddle. <laughs> I was a neutral guy this one. I couldn't care who less who won. I like both equally. But by God, this was just fantastic all the way through. It's one of those matches where I was actually scared to blink in case I missed something. Hey, you were you were a neutral, but uh, I wasn't a neutral in these two shit. I, I just love toys because one minute I'd be cheering for Jackie, next minute I'd be cheering for Lionheart. It's just the, the disgusting faces round about me. It's like, I don't care who wins. I love it. It was great. Uh, Sarah, you were in the front row and you looked really annoyed. Well, I was happy singing away to, you know, Jackie's theme music with my cowboy hat on until Lionheart went and ruined it. Well, Lionheart's theme tune's better to sing along to. Yeah, he's great. Like, Best music in wrestling right now, I'd say. Oh, yeah, no, I, I can't disagree on that, but you can't say that Jackie's wasn't really catchy. That's catchy, but it's not the same I have name of Mr. But, um, there ain't no easy role name, nothing when there's life for free. There you go. Yeah, I got, the, I got the fear because the camera guy was in my face the entirety of that entrance, and I'm like, shit, if I stop singing, I'm going to look like a complete idiot. <laughs> And you had Stacey next to you. I know, I had Stacey next to me. That's not nice, Stephen. Well, it's not, Stacey would do all the singing, that's what I meant. Yeah. Stacey would do all the singing. I had Stacey on one side. Stacey, just, just give me the speed. Just give me the speed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come out how I imagined it. I had Stacey on one side. I had wee Laura on the other side. And Laura loves the song just as much as I did, so it was okay. But, um... It was hard to pick between this and their Baromania match. Like, I did say that I preferred the Baromania match. Not just because of the result. But only because I thought that the crowd was hotter for it. But this time around, the match quality was much—it was so much better than uh, the Barrowlands. Yeah, it was a, it's that kind of way up of crowd reaction or match finish was definitely shocks. Oh yeah. It was it was like two out of the three were the better. I mean, I mean the Barrowlands has got better acoustics. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, oh definitely. I mean, well, Jackie getting um, you know that guitar over the head is like, oh my god, Jackie. As someone who used to work at the Barrowlands, I endorse that comment. I mean, like Dave's one's got his best Dave, stop trying to put yourself over. I know the slow build-up to this match is well when the started. You know, literally line up chasing Jackie around the ring for about ten minutes. Oh yeah. You know, literally, and you're like, and it's one of those moments that most people are going, "Oh, for God's sake, get in the bloody ring!" Just you catch there. him. Right, but we're all going. Is he going to take him? Is he going to take him? You know, it's like <laughs> take him. It was brilliant. Um, honestly, this match had anything. Anyone is like not into wrestling. This is a match you need to watch. Because this is WWE quality, and as I said, oh, yeah. for me, this is the best match I've seen anywhere in wrestling this year. I mean, question. if we talk about matches, the WWE can kind of endorse it, WWE quality. We've got the second oh, wrestling oh, match yes. we've got here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, good housekeeping, too. Yeah. Oh, this is a had the match, the humour, it had everything. The sponge is bigger than the bathtub! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, you oh, can't that's get, spot though, oh my you god. You can't get much better than that match, to be honest. The sponge pot is great, because he piled drivers over the sponge. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, what the hell? <laughs> that's my favourite moment of that. That's one of my favourite moments. I mean, uh, that was great. No, mine, mine has to be the mop-off. Ah, oh, the mop-off. Two punks. Two punks, that's it. Ready? I challenge you to a mop-off. So this is what the eye I went. Oh what the hell? Can I just say, I do think I was the only person in the arena that didn't get soaked as a head, like a big wave. <laughs> I didn't get soaked. Oh no, I was front row, so yeah. I kind of oh, had to watch it. I think you had to me. I had to watch it. Now, uh, Andy, as a trainee of GPWA, is this the type of match you're regularly trained? <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah, definitely not. No, I've not seen a, the, a big sponge. Have they got rid of the sponge at the asylum? Because they still had it there for a while. Oh, I don't know. Has the bath still there? 
I don't know, I haven't been in like three weeks. I've seen it. Do you have the old broken washing machine? I recommend oh, training I remember, I remember seeing that about doing the training. Just, but, just, uh, just say that you'll take the sponge off, uh, off your hands. I'll, and I'll try and I'll try and get one. We'll, we'll have it as try a sort of souvenir. Take this big sponge out of this. Mm. It's amazing rewatching it on the I don't think Dallas will care. I, actually, <laughs> I remember when I, when I watched it, because Lad Bible shared it, they were just like, look, <laughs> look at this wrestling match. I thought, that's where I saw it. just the. It's, see me rewatch this. The commentary yeah. is great as we oh, yeah. it's like it's like, it's like it's only a single. We'll buy another one. And it's very um, it's very cling film goofy. William, it's only a sink Yeah, see, I'm, it's not just a sink Can't see. This is the first time I've ever seen Liam Thompson fight because he, he returned to Shugs. I'm, I'm sort of new yeah. to ICW in the last year or so, and. My God, you guys are brilliant entertainers. I'm brilliant technical wrestler, but the humour the man can bring. I love him so much. Um, oh, fantastic props to him, by the you way. You need to watch Back on Demand when he had his homeless gimmick. That was incredible as well. It was only for a very, very short time after the first Good He's Housekeeping. Be for it, now as well. it was for the very, very first Good Housekeeping. Like a beard end. Oh, I've got beard envy, mate. Total beard envy. Oh, <laughs> I love oh, yeah. the hell of a beard. It's a beard. <laughs> but no, like, see if you get a chance to watch back. Just like in the lead up before Liam went off injured. His homeless gimmick between Good Housekeeping 1 and between him going off injured. Greatest thing ever. I'm so he's gutted even, we never got to see one where that went. He's begging for money off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in wrestling yeah, with like a pass. sock and a boot. <laughs> Best thing ever. I mean, you know what, can, can I just say as well, I mean, when I'm looking forward to a match, I'm hoping, you know, the wrestling quality is, is like, not necessarily technical masterclass, but I hope it's like, for this match, I just didn't care. It was, <laughs> it was just the sheer hilarity of it, you know, that just made it for me. It was the reaction that the, the show before that when he goes, I came back for two things. I've done one by beating Andy, and the like, next one is sink, Wolfgang! Sink. <laughs> and the crowd just go crazy. Yes. And see somebody sort of new and sort of came, coming around to ICW and catching up with all the things over the years. Wolfgang is not the type of guy you associate with this match. Not at all. He's a big, strong, mm. muscular guy, and he's a brilliant potential heel. When you just think, what are you doing here? I mean, you well, don't belong this. And he's not here. He's always back for the square goal when he took Liam Singh off him. He's now on NXT UK as well as. Nice so point there. But you know, I think the one spot that really made me convinced, <laughs> like, because I remember when I saw it, I just literally had to look away, and I was like, oh, it was the the scoop slam onto the onto the plug. Oh, oh. I, oh. We, t- we talk quite a lot. And I think there's like, no training for that, Andy. We talk quite a lot in this show that like, we see all these things, we see all these big spots, and we're like, oh, cool. But the ones like Jimmy Havoc and the paper cuts, and the, uh, <laughs> the script slam on the plug is just like, no, the no, 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 no. Like, see, it's because I feel like things that you felt. Edge spearing Mick Foley through the flaming table at WrestleMania. I, I was like, oh my god. I, yes. I didn't even wince at that. Bitten scoops up on a plug though. The, I winced at that. The, the, the bath kind of got me. It's like, I fell in a bath. It hurts. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that hurts. I, yeah. Think, I think that's just because it's everyday things. I mean. Yeah. And he just couldn't get it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. So I was sliding back into the sink. I went, oh no. Oh, it's just. It's, it's it was making like, him eat the tinfoil as well. You're like, oh, It's storytelling to a T, but two of the things I love the best about it. Thomas holding the sink up like a title. Yes. yes. And Simon's calling it. And the owner of that particular sink. <laughs> See, I like, I like how they sort of got Simon to do a bit of a comedy 
angle on that. Well, the first the most over thing in 2018 was Liam Thompson's sight, and that was just from the second half of the year. It's great as well when he kind of right before the match goes. Now that the ring's sufficiently thin foiled, it's also when he keeps chasing after his sink. It's like sink, sink. But two fantastic matches for two different reasons. But we're gonna have to pick one of the two of them for a Scottish match. Dave, what are you going for? Good housekeeping. Good housekeeping. Why not, Jackie? Oh no, I've got to go with my boy Liam and his good housekeeping too. It's obvious what you're going to say. <laughs> 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 I don't know, I thought you would appreciate the sheer technical masterclass it was like. Comedy wrestling, technical wrestling. I, I appreciate the technical masterclass and everything. I mean, it was a great bar. Oh, of course, good housekeeping. Just in the small chance that they are listening, good housekeeping is the second best match I've seen this year. Just, in, just saying. Oh, it's, it's, it's fantastic, but. See, we've gone through six of the matches across wrestling this year that we to kind of go down. Now we've got in the next couple, ten minutes or so, we're going to quickly go through some of the other ones that were chosen by some of our panelists, some of our listeners. First of all, we're going to give. I'm going to time this. Sarah Kwaku, you have one minute to talk about Sugar Duncanton versus Gene Money and Zombie Lumberjack. Oh, where do you begin with that, though? I mean, a, zo- a zombie lumberjack match. I mean, who would have thought of that? First time ever. It was the first time ever. Historic. historic. <coughs> I wouldn't quite call it historic. I mean, we Jimmy died for their sins. I know, poor Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. But I, I love Gene Money. I mean, I think like I can bracket him as a comedy wrestler because let's just face it, he, he is. Um, like not to mention he gave a good match with Martina as well. Mm. <laughs> but I, I didn't know what I didn't know what to expect from that match though. Um, I, I knew it would be amazing and I would look but I, I, I've said it once but the line of when they were both outside the ring and this is just genius and comedy right here they're outside the ring and they're at opposite ends and the zombies are choosing who to go to either Sugar Duncanton or Gene Money and Sugar goes no, he's white meat. He's full of protein, obviously. <laughs> and they start running towards Gene. Obviously, referencing chicken breast, which is white meat. And then Gene, meat, Gene goes, no, he's dark meat. He's nice, tender, juicy. And that's obviously referencing fire drumstick. Uh, so they go over and they back. Guess, and he's no, like, no, go back. And then Gene goes, his name is Sugar. He's literally sweet. <laughs> oh, Com- Comedy wrestling at his finest now. Uh, that was the best oh, thing ever. Yeah. Best thing ever. Oh my gosh. I couldn't talk about these extra matches and go to Arm without talking about Charlotte and Asuka. Oh yeah. <laughs> the match that literally got the neighbours down. <laughs> literally took the house down, yeah, it was fantastic. It's the only match in WWE this whole year I actually screamed out like a little girl at. Um, not only the fact that you know, Asuka lost her streak, which I was totally shocked by, but that's oh, WrestleMania for you now. That's been the streak goes to the end. But I thought this match had everything. Technically, it was brilliant. It's an absolute masterpiece. Um, it's a shame it's not being selected, but I can understand why Becky and Charlotte is. They've got that, you know, person at the close, their friends, they can bring that rivalry up. Um, you know, it was a great match. I loved it. Yeah, well, that was a fantastic match. And it only just lost it because of that other match on it. Now, uh, Andy, um, uh, British wrestling's came at the forefront in America type idea. And one of the best examples I think of it was Undisputed Era versus British Strongster. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen much of this match at all? Has I missed that uni man? I have not actually. Have you not? That's what Dave's here. Dave, yeah. you've seen a lot of this match. Uh, yeah, fair bit of it. I think, yeah, in the Royal Albert Hall, I think, you know, there wasn't a better place for uh, that match to take place, mm. particularly because, you know, Undisputed Era meant to be the, the cocky uh, heel, the cool club the N- of the NXT brand. And then you've got three homegrown talents with British uh, Strong Style. 
Yeah, fantastic tag team match. I will. Yeah, I think the only thing that I mean, while I thought that match was good, I preferred when it was Undisputed Era versus Larkin and Birch. It was a great match as well. So many great matches. Uh, and actually, I talked earlier on about you making a big show ICW vanity. Yeah. Uh, the one that came up, the Queen of Insanity match between Kaylee and Viper. Oh, that was that was great. That was just it was so brutal. Just the I'm trying to remember what actually happened. <laughs> a lot of thumbtacks. Uh, it was a lot of thumbtacks. Cheese <laughs> grater as well. How many how many thumbtacks was there? Well, it was a benfield. Sixteen bajillion kajillion bajillion. Uh, I or sixty thousand degrees. Yeah, it was just the barbed wire. There was lots of fun yeah. tags. So just saying, no, it was the barbed wire finish version. Yeah. Right oh, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Crossface with a barbed wire. You can hear a squeal when you brought you back. It's a bit of a sort of just watch. Try being within like uh, 20 feet of that. No thanks. You could hear her screaming. I was just like, ah, no. Talking about absolute crazy matches, one man who came up a lot from the listeners was Mr. Wakey Whiplash. Of course. Uh, Whiplash Havoc. Oh. And Whiplash BT at the Baddest. Oh, no. oh, oh. That was my first like real extreme match I'd ever seen in the Dave, flesh. Dave, you like that? You look like you've um, seen a ghost. I've seen clips of that. I, I, won't, I won't lie, I literally thought Mickey, Mikey actually ripped her artery because the blood was squirting out. Quacker still got glass in his hair from the <laughs> I had glass um, in my hair as that well. Was, that was an utterly incredible match and it got to the point it did become uncomfortable to watch. Oh yeah, I mean, see when I spoke to Mikey as well, he mentioned about putting this match together. It's like, oh, how far do you want to go with this? Does it want to be like the tournament of death? And it came to the idea of the razor boards, and Jimmy just went, no. <laughs> and you never thought you would hear Jimmy Havoc say no to something. I can't imagine what that match would be like. But I don't know what I want to, actually. I don't want to know what that match would be like either, but like that that glass panel was like the first introductory thing, and they're like, oh, the garage won't care. Well, <laughs> I think that's why they positioned it where they did at the Barrowlands. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be flat, not in the corner. Because it didn't go as far. I went in Thomas's eye, but... Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> uh, Sarah, you'll be pleased to hear that there was a pick of a match from the Edinburgh Discovery oh, of uh, Joe Coffey and Christopher Saint. Oh, my God, yes. I I love that match, actually. I mean... Oh, I don't even know what it is. I mean, Christopher Saint is an all-round amazing entertainer. And I actually thought he was within inches of getting that wide division title. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Joe Coffey to pieces, but it's sort of been like nobody's been able to challenge him and it's just been a walk in the park. And that's when, when Chris Saint came so close to it. Yeah, all by, by nefarious means. And then by he Joe had a three count, didn't he? He did have a three count. He did technically he win it. He, he won it. He did technically win it, but they restarted the match, which I was pissed off about, man. I was pissed. Quacko, <laughs> uh, another one that was picked a couple of times was uh, the Source four-way match at Lennox wow. Town. Oh, yes. yeah. Um, so that was Speedball, Big Bailey, Kieran Kelly, Scott McManus, and Luke Matthews, and all four of them. <laughs> Dave's actually seen two of them, I think. Yeah, he's seen yeah, two. Yeah, you would have seen two of them. You've seen two of them. Were the early characters? <laughs> there was the, yeah. Well, you've seen Kieran Kelly. He's yeah, definitely seen Kieran Kelly. Yeah. Um, what, what an actual oh. properly good match, and it's like all four of them, all Sean, like properly Sean, and this, they, had, they had some spots, they had great speed, technical wrestling power, they had about everything, and, we, and they kept the crowd on edge and on mm-hmm. hype. And it was like one of those matches where any of them could have won. It was just brilliant. Yeah, it was a fantastic match. Uh, we also talked, to, as we talked earlier on, about two five star matches from NXT. There was another five star match at NXT day this year, uh, Andrade Cianamas. Yeah, this is Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I didn't watch this match in full, unfortunately, because I don't know, I just never quite been as a fan of Andrade as I'd like to have been 
Because, yeah, I'm going to be honest, I kind of get where you're coming from. There's just. <laughs> I don't know, there's something missing. Exactly, him. yeah. There's something, something missing guy. from him. Like, I'm not saying he's not a talented guy, but he needs that. There's something missing when he gets it. You're asking when you're talking about that's the, the guy. Actor. That's what I'm yeah, I can tell you there's something missing from the two of you. Decent eyes. What the hell are you decent watching? Eyes. No, listen. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I think. He's not wrong. wrong. <laughs> his in ring work is outstanding, and I don't think he and Gargano could have put on a better match if you asked him. Right, right, before this gets awkward, <laughs> uh, yeah, go back and the. Um, WrestleMania opening matches, uh, there's not many better in recent memory than the one we saw this year between Balor, Rollins, uh, the and Trump Rap. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, Rollins' entrance with uh, was it the Game of Thrones theme? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, now you've got you've got three good talents. Obviously, Finn Balor and uh, Rollins are, is amazing, and obviously the Miz is just getting better and better as he gets older. Really, you know. Yeah, huge props. Well, he the, really, he, he thought he was going to struggle, but he didn't. He was right in the match. Yeah. Everything he was throwing. There was, there's so many great matches. I mean, Sarah Allen as well. Kieran Kelly, Leighton Buzzard have had a couple of classics. <laughs> oh, yeah. They two will go far. Oh hell yeah! I mean, there's no question about it. Two absolutely shining talents that they work so well together. I mean, I don't know if that's the fact that they're very, very similar in their styles because mm-hmm. they're they are both fast-paced, high flyers. I mean. Let's just face it, late and shooting star press and all that is it's so beautiful. And you don't much training with Leighton. Yeah, I've seen him train, yeah. I've not actually done anything like with him, but he's he's great. He's, he's like you can tell he's got like character and that and seen some of the stuff online and I think one of the first JPWA matches he was in it was funny, it wasn't blonde in it, but uh like he's had die blonde today, quite <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I just say for the record that was a big surprise I was he, he he messaged me saying that yeah you'll see me soon, you'll you'll see a big change. I'm like, okay, I was like, whoa when I saw that. It was good, it was great and uh uh, ICW, uh, Fear and Loving, he, he's, he's going to go far. So they're, they're two guys, hopefully we'll talk a lot more about ne- we'll do this again next year. But that's just been some of the match, great matches that people have talked about in the last year or so. Uh, if we've not mentioned your match, then as I said earlier on the show, just give us a message on any social media channels. You can either message us individually or message us on at Suplex Retweet. Sorry, Tell I forgot to say every match Alexander Darwin McCallum did in 2018 should be on that list. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. We were, we, were, we were not friends to make that statement. <laughs> <laughs> not the slightest. So yeah, that has been... <laughs> that has been the best matches of 2018. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the best moments of 2018. So while you have a wee break, we're going to do play the wee promo of this sh- just to get the sheer emotion of what we saw on the lead up to Gargano Champa 1. This is the promo package that led up to this historic feud. Historic. We need Stacey for historic, she's great for it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, yours is good, but so is Stacey. You and Stacey as a combination work well. Oh, before, I love it. <laughs> before I think myself with a fucking hole, <laughs> we shall be back in five minutes after this Champa Gargano promo. We'll see you in a bit. This is bad boy Liam Thompson, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We are DIY, and we will have our moment. This is like everything that we've ever worked for. Over 12 years. NXT Tag Team Titles, match of the year now. Dream come true. We've traveled the world together for the last 12 years. DIY is us together. DIY 
Why? I saw you as my brother, my best friend, and I didn't think that was something you were even capable of. You want answers? You did it to yourself, Johnny. Because you're selfish. You're selfish. Are we even gonna talk about the fact that I tore my damn ACL in that match? Oh. DIY was carried by me. It's always been about you, though. It's never been about us. I think that's something you conjured up in your sick, deluded mind, but DIY was something special. I decided finally, this isn't our moment. This is my moment. When I return, I will be the most dangerous son of a in all of NXT. And then you weren't there. I need to be Johnny Gargano again. I need to be Johnny freaking wrestling. I thought I had it all figured out, but I didn't. That thought, it kept coming up. And that BAM! Takeover Philadelphia was just a start. You're stupid enough to put your career on the line? If I can't win the NXT Championship, I'll leave NXT! You're selfish. And I wanted you to have your moment. And I wanted to rip it straight from your heart. You cost me my NXT career? You've taken everything away from me. Strike me down. He's gone! Gone! But as a symbol, I will live forever. My job is on the line. If I beat you, I get reinstated in NXT. The reason that this match is unsanctioned is because NXT knows what I'm going to do to you. I don't care what happens to me anymore. I'm coming to New Orleans to beat the hell out of you. Take over New Orleans. I take your spirit, your soul, your heart. Johnny Wrestling and everything it stands for ends. I will finally have my moment. This is my moment. My name is Mikey Whiplush, and you are listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Welcome back to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson. I'm joined by Sarah, Alan, Andy, Dave, and Kwaku, and we are talking about best matches and moments of 2018. Before we go on to the moments part of the show, I'd like to thank Mikey Whiplash and Liam Thompson for providing those nice wee sound bites. You can hear our interview with Mikey Whiplash, the one that seems to be getting the Scottish wrestling world buzzing, on all podcasting sites, Android, Apple, or even Spotify. Just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, over 100 shows there, interviews, panel discussions, you name it, it's there. I may have overhyped that slip. <laughs> but Alright, Mojo. <laughs> right, let's 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 talk about best moments of 2018. So obviously we talked a lot about the matches and some of the stuff will probably fall into this part of it, but the first moment is one 
that doesn't really fall into a match. Uh, Dave, you were the best one to go with this one as you kind of talked about this earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. It is the return from retirement of Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. You hosted the show at WrestleMania week uh -huh. with Daniel Bryan. Uh, what was your thoughts on his, this return? Did you think it was ever going to happen again? Honestly, no. I thought when he announced his retirement in 2016 because of his whole concussion setbacks, I'm thinking, oh, this is a sad day for the wrestling world. But then you see reports, right, He some doctors outside of WWE are clearing him. <laughs> and you think maybe, just maybe, there's a chance that he might come back. If maybe not in WWE, but maybe somewhere else, they, they might clear him. But I think when the announcement came in that WWE had officially cleared Brian, I think that was the most tuned into SmackDown of the entire year because they wanted to see Brian uh, make his official comeback. And it wasn't just the fact that he actually was able to come back to the ring. I think it was a lot to do with the story behind it as well. It was a really sort of touching story about how he, that's all he ever wants to do. He loved to wrestle and he would do anything to get back. And the support he had from obviously Brie, who he clearly loves very much because he teared mm. up every time he talked about her. Mm. And just to see him back in the ring as well, it's something you never thought you'd see, but you're so glad it actually happened. Yeah, I mean, um, Alan, what was your thoughts on how it actually happened? It was kind of just done randomly on social media. Would you like to have seen it done a different way? Yeah, I think WWE shot himself in the foot there. I think, agreed, it was a great moment, but let's be honest, if they did that without telling anyone and Brian comes out and gives that news, that pop is instantaneous. You know, social media is going to ape right away. The viewing figures are going to jump in. And I feel they kind of lost the surprise factor in that. But trying to see him back, but I do feel they shot himself the foot in the situation. I see, I, I, I disagree with that, as I think it gives people a reason to watch Smackdown to do that. So like, fair enough for that small part where it was like, it was kind of, is this actually happening or, or not? And it gave people reason to like go and watch Smackdown and I think it made it more special that we all knew that it was coming back. I mean, obviously, that's it. there is obviously different perspectives on it, but obviously he came back, but He's now been back for probably, it's been about nine months now. Um, Sarah, what's your thoughts on actually his return rather than the actual moment itself? Well, it's for me, it's actually been a bit underwhelming because there's been that expectation of he was one of the best wrestlers in the world before he became injured. Mm -hmm. And it's just been kind of keep up with that same pace. Will he be able to wrestle in the same styles or can he do certain things, like it's, everyone's had to be extremely careful and I think that's sort of halted it a little bit mm. but I think it just in my eyes there's some things that he's not as polished as, as he was before mm. and he's still pulling out these same moves and I'm like be bloody careful because I'm sitting there going it's like, if you hit your neck in the wrong bit you're done for so yeah. just watch what you're doing but mm. it's it gives me the fear every single time he's in the ring. But one of the interesting thing, and I think you brought this up when we were talking before the show, was you quite like what's currently happening with him, that kind of heel turn that he's got yeah, going right Yeah, I was also on the, the Daniel Bryan show, and I think I said that. I said, I feel like when he came out of retirement, I think they're going to, the way the story was going, I think they're going to turn him heel at WrestleMania. Hmm. So I think they had the plans, but I, I quite like that because it, it gives it, like, it's, it's a bit fresh and, you know, in, I really like what they're doing with him, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it actually goes. But it's just great to kind of see him back, yeah, especially because of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the moment when he retired, that year was probably one of the most heartbreaking really moments yeah. on TV. Oh, yeah. Been, I I it was in 2016. Yeah. yeah, I don't know a single person 2016 who didn't, who didn't bad, cry yeah. that. And, you know, like, when people come back from like retirement, it's always quite underwhelming. I think, you know, with Diamond Brown, and it was like he forced to retire. And, he always, and, you know, it just it was such an amazing He has thing. had to alter his moveset a bit as well. And, you know, like yeah, said, he wasn't enough. as polished as he was some years ago. But, you know, again, that could be down to, like, age or ring rust because he's like, late 30s now, 37. 
Ish, yeah. Well, and you see when he does his running drop kicks in the corner, he doesn't go like full pelt. He almost sort of hangs onto the rope so he doesn't land on his head, un like unintentionally. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's doing a lot more sort of ground-based submission style stuff. So anything to sort of avoid uh, head or neck contact as much as possible. But then Survivor Series comes around and basically Brock Lesnar's just throwing him around yeah. like nobody's business. Doesn't yeah, even okay. care. The, what I think was probably the first or second German suplex. He literally like you think, yeah. oh god, that's it. He's, he's done. Yeah, but obviously he's now the world, he's now WWE champion. It's interesting to see what 2019 is going to bring for him. Now we've kind of in the last few months, I think a lot of us have to say that the raw products kind of underwhelmed us. However, there was one night in November where the raw product got absolutely amazing. It was when SmackDown came in. <laughs> Sarah, Becky and SmackDown invading Raw. Becky leading the charge. I mean, you know they do it every year that one of them's going to invade the other. And nine times out of ten, it's always SmackDown leading it into Raw because that's how you kick off the big hype in the week leading up to rest, uh, to the Survivor Series. Fuck, I'm getting like this. There's four. I was bound to get one of them. But um, when it started off and it was like there was a backstage segment and Becky had Ronda in the disarmor, you're like, ah, yeah, you can. Just I'm sitting there laughing, going, yeah, go on, Becky. I was, this is don't amazing. think all of us had quite that maniacal laugh. It was just like I, I was more like, yes, not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, on yourself. It was the fact that like she got up and she just started marching out the ring. You hear like you just thought maybe she's just gonna march out the arena. That'd be fine. And they'll all invade from the audience. You hear a music hit, and I don't think I've heard the biggest cheer in the entire year when it came to that. Like they just like I just march her to the ring, head held high, and she's like fucking come at me. I don't think uh, oh. I don't think Camilla's had a pop like that all year. <laughs> um, Alan, that image at the end of the of the, the of the segment, bloody face yeah. in the crowd, arms spread wide. Is this Becky Lynch's Stone Cold Steve Austin moment? Oh. Absolutely. I, I don't know if you class it the same Stone Cold, but yeah, it's definitely a hard moment. To I'm kind of going with the kind of uh, WrestleMania 13 mm-hmm. bloody uh, face in the sharpshooter oh, yeah. thing. Well, so. fair enough. I, yeah. Plus also, she's one of the only few people on the world who can still look stunning with a broken nose and a bloody face. Oh, I know. I dare anyone to challenge that. She still, she still looked up and went, wow. And I, I seen the video of the next night mm. where she found that she wasn't actually going to get to fight Ronda. And she had no makeup on. She even better looking without the makeup. <laughs> and I broke nose. You're like, you know what? How have you not seen this? You know what I found amazing? It's like when she broke her nose, it was still straight. Oh yeah. She's right. like, oh my god, that? it's just like, I, mom, it's still straight. I don't know how, but I'm thankful it's still straight. But, but yeah, she will be looking back and see when, for me, she has to go into all fame at the end of her career. Mm. That has to be the, the screenshot for it. <laughs> her going like that with the bloody nose, arms open. Irish woman. That's it. The thing about it, obviously, um, we didn't end up getting the Survivor Series match as a result of it, Dave, but look what we've kind of got off of it nowadays. We've got the potential to talk to on the WrestleMania match, yeah. and we've also got nuclear heel heat for Nia Jax. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm glad you brought up the nuclear heel heat for Nia Jax. <laughs> I think that was that what we needed our revitalisation, and boy, was that an unintentional uh, way to do it. But yeah, uh, it just goes to show, you know, if Raw's doing rubbish, what's the only way to make it better? Put Becky on it and the rest of the SmackDown women while you're at it. But yeah, it was kind of like a lot of people were very unhappy the fact that this match had to get called off. But again, I've seen rumors floating around like maybe it was done intentionally so that Becky didn't get squashed because she was the hottest superstar in the company and probably still is. So the fact that with the like getting punched in the face like that was <laughs> not. And yet she stands back up and saying, 
Is that your best shot? Yeah, that a, was the impression. There's a, there's a recent interview she did in the last week or so, and she said she after the punch she's on autopilot. Yeah. So she's pretty much just going with the motion. She has absolutely no clue what the hell she's doing. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think the sort of the Nia Jax punch, while it was frustrating within the first couple of days, the silver lining out of it is we might actually get Ronda Becky at WrestleMania, and I think that's better than what we would get at Survivor Series. Totally agree. Because I, I, as I said in previous shows, I think Becky was getting squashed, and I think it would have there have been riots that happened. So. For me, just in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm right there. With you. But for me, if that match is going to happen, that has to headline WrestleMania. That is the match. Just to follow up on that as well, I think not only were they sort of uh, protecting Becky from getting squashed, I think they were also protecting Ronda as well from the backlash, because you know if she'd gone over, people would have hated her, and she's easily the WWE's sort of representative for leading the women's division. You know, she's the one that they've invested so much she in. Was, she was kind of like. That was one of the first times you kind of seen her exposed. We kind of talked about it last week. That mm-hmm. She was doing really well until this whole thing with Becky, and then she started to kind of look a wee bit out of her depth. It's just because Becky's on such great form. Obviously, since SummerSlam, she's been absolutely red hot, both in the ring, on the promos. Mm-hmm. You know, Twitter, come on, <laughs> Instagram. Becky Lynch is killing it, even though I think she's going to lose the SmackDown Live Women's Championship this coming Sunday. Uh, but they're, they're two. WWE's not exactly the best year. But there are kind of two moments that kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. This is obviously that hard point for you all. Which of the two moments from WWE would you say is the best? Dave. Becky on Raw. And uh, Daniel Bryan. Becky uh, every day of the week. I thought you to ask me. Quite <laughs> <laughs> Becky. That's the biggest majority I think we've had so far on the, sh- on the show tonight. And he says with a massive grin on his face. <laughs> so, so Daniel Bryan till I die. So. <laughs> Bryan till I die. Any other year, that to be that. Any other year. Know, sure, but uh, Becky has been absolutely brilliant as we highlighted on our, on our show last week absolutely phenomenal year let's go back to NXT now one of the things we kind of talked about when we were doing this show is NXT's been more known this year for matches mm-hmm. more than moments so it's quite hard to kind of get some moments from NXT but two of the ones I thought kind of stood out were best uh, this one particular was a great phenomenal moment Sarah uh, Ricochet oh. and Velveteen <laughs> Dream the front flip just, fr- just, from the outside. just that noise that I made said it all I mean I love Ricochet, I love the Velveteen Dreams, so see when that build up for that match was happening, I don't think, I think I was the happiest person in life at that point. Um, and like, this was one of the moments that I personally picked, and um, has been my favourite moment of 2018, was Ricochet is known for defying gravity. We've talked about it numerous times, like when he had the match with Lewis Garvin, that like missile drop, it's like he's floating. Straight off the back. It's like he's floating in midair, and... It's he just the man does defy gravity. He's the most incredible high flyer that I've ever seen, and he's not even actually a high flyer. That's what I love about it. So when it came to him running and just front flipping over to the dream, because it's like the, whatever you can do, the dream can do better. If you say that, you want to bet. Runs, just does a front flip and just lands right in front of him. No stumbling at all. He went. Prove it, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing! Yeah, Dave, Dream's face helped make that segment, I think. <laughs> he took the words right out of my mouth. I think Dream's face was everybody's expression when that happened. It's just <laughs> eyes wide open, jaw dropped. And, oh, I mean, you, you don't expect anything less from Ricochet, do you? I mean, this particular moment wasn't the one I picked, but by God, this was a very close second, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, 
One of the things I love about having Andy on the show is obviously he's a trainee, so I can ask him things like this. Andy, <laughs> how would you grade the, the difficulty of a front flip from the ring to the outside? Not touching the ropes and on your feet. Well, I could barely get over the, the top ropes. <laughs> like jumping over. And you see, I, I, when I watched that, I just was like, wow, that is amazing, but... Fuck that! I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to swear. I couldn't think of anything else. Is it? But it was amazing. But it just, I just kept thinking, I was like, what if he just landed just a little bit wrong? Had there just been? Oh, I think it was a sort of mini sort of stuff like one think step I'm forward sure. when he landed, just to yeah. sort of catch his balance. Apart sure from that, it was flawless. When he yeah. did it, he looked like he was just like he landed and just kept walking. <laughs> yeah. and like, it, like, well, if he, oh. if he kept, if he did keep walking, he probably would have just like gravity would just made him fall flat his face. No, gravity just does not know who Ricochet is. The thing that Andy says as well is like if he mucked it up, is it NXT's t- uh, tape? So they could have just and like just, could just he could have just done it. I mean, we never know how many takes that that did unless you were there. You know, when there's internet spoilers these days, they'll be like, Ricochet lands front flip. Yeah, that is that? Tight. Never mind, never mind internet spoilers. Dave Meltzer will be all over it like a bloody rash. No, Dave, Mel- Dave Meltzer will be on his Twitter going, can someone give me the NXT live results? Great to go, three and a half star. Apparently it doesn't help to be friends with Dave Meltzer, even to try and get that five stars. Really? Yeah, from Cody himself. He's like, I tried to understand the system. Apparently, trying to befriend him doesn't help. By the way, ooh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say like, um, can you just imagine we didn't nail it first time? You know, and they would just go like, take right, take two, or they can say, well, actually, I could have probably yeah. got a bit more flipping back. Can we try it again? <laughs> you know, if it was if it was treating it like a movie, you know, I think that may have added a bit. It's, good, it's, a, good, it's a good thing Triple H produces NXT and not yeah. Vince. It's like, damn it! Tilt your ass as you turn. And keep Vince as far away from NXT as possible because. Triple H handling that is just exactly how things should be. Without like crudeling his fans, see when he does take a step back and Triple H is definitely take full control. By God, I'd hate to be any other wrestling organisation mm-hmm. because WWE is going to go to the attitude, it's going to find a new level mm-hmm. and it's just going to go and it's nobody, just like, it's you use the NXT world, yeah, and nobody is going to catch them. No yeah. one's going to be safe. Because right now, you can see maybe Ring of War and the end of the New Japan are kind of catching WWE mm. and even to some maybe Impact, but see when they finally take over. Done no, we all know that uh, Vince isn't going to die. He's going to like be like time lord and regenerate. He'll have himself I'm never leaving. I've been bed with bum disease. I'm only twenty. It was me. It was me all along. See, Alan, that point you make there actually kind of brings us quite perfectly into our next moment. Uh, I thought this is quite good from a obviously a UK point of view. Is we've got the debut of NXT UK this year now. Quacko said that you go to a lot more. Scottish independent <laughs> shows than the rest of us combined. Uh, you see, you've seen some of these guys. We've almost seen some of them like ICW now, but you've seen a lot of these guys quite close hands, especially okay. in the last year. What was your thought kind of getting to see them on an NX, on a WWE show on a weekly basis, like NXT oh, UK? It was like a big massive sense of pride, actually. I mean, there's men, there's people that folk maybe haven't seen up here more often, like like Nina Samuels. Like the only really Scottish wrestling promotion you'll see her in is Discovery. You won't see her in ICW. You won't see her in Fierce Females. You won't see her PBW shows or BCW shows. You won't see her out there. So it's like it was great to see people like Nina, getting to see like Legero as well. Like you don't really see him that often as well. Like you see him maybe once in ICW. Okay, he's, <laughs> uh, he's lost his first name, unfortunately. Career. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's it, it like a big massive sense of pride because you're like you go from seeing these guys in like community centres and like like the garage as well like a nightclub to places like the Royal Albert Hall to seeing them like the big exhibition centres then in like Liverpool etc like and I'm getting to go and see Takeover Blackpool as mm. well which I'm absolutely buzzing for it's, it's amazing I mean, Andy you train with Wolfgang one of your trainers as well that must be quite cool to see having him in training and then He's going on, he's yeah, on the TV the next week. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing great for himself. Uh, he's, you know, he's a great guy as well. He's a great trainer. And uh, yeah, it's great to see him everywhere. And it's, I just can't imagine how his schedule is. It's like it's NXT and then he's like doing the ICW stuff. Still dad's pub, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's just, it's amazing to see him everywhere. It's good to see him do well as well. Yeah. Now, Dave. Yeah. We all know that Scott, you and Scottish wrestling don't really go, you know. <laughs> I, have you watched much of NXT UK? I have actually, yeah. I watched the first episode, uh, you know, Johnny Saints, the general manager. They're treating it as if it's like it's a, a, a legitimate show, you know, the big Johnny Saint is the general manager. Uh, but I think what I really like about this is they're giving a lot more exposure to Pete Dunne, for example, who's sort of playing second fiddle on the sort of uh, full sale NXT roster a bit. So making him sort of the centrepiece for this brand. I think that's the best thing for Pete Dunne going at the minute. And then obviously, man just got a pen at the main event. He got a pen at the main event. Yeah, yeah. He won war games for the, for his team, so I'm, I mean, fair play to him. But I think you, when you think the sort of full sale brand, you think guys like Gargano, Champa, Dream, Undisputed Era, these sorts of guys, and these sort of the UK guys, they sort of take a a back step in a way. But with this brand, it puts them at the forefront. And the fact that you get some other superstars from like not just the NXT brand, but also like from ICW. And you know other promotions as well. Maybe some. Well, you've got other promotions <laughs> or other superstars. Promotions. Oh, oh I think Sarah sort of mentioned them already as well. You've got like. Uh, don't tell you, don't. Yes, I mentioned one. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> but yeah, I think seeing the uh, seeing both Edinburgh Professional Wrestling Association. <laughs> don't start that sort of thing. Sorry, Street Union Wrestling. <laughs> This is why I have to put up with every single time I'm on this show. <laughs> you bought a house instead of going to an ICW show. <laughs> I mean, see, more recently, the, what I've actually been loving is that they've not put the forefront on the UK title as of right now. The main focus is Wolfgang, Mark Coffey and Joe Coffey. Gallus. Yes. Gallus. I mean, they are doing amazing for that right now. And if it's going the way I think it's going... It's going to be like Scotland versus England for the title. Yeah, that's right. That's the big rumour for that's the, the big rumour. Rumor. That's the big rumour yeah. for the Blackpool um, show. It's going to be Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey. Joe Coffey, yeah. That's so, I mean, I think that's more than likely to change hands considering it's live. So, it could be interesting. Yeah, what I like about this is like they're heavily featured more of the UK tournament competitors as well. You know, you've got like Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, well, Dave Mastiff as well, you know, guys like that, you know, we've seen them. Mastiff. Mastiff. I didn't know coming from the black country means that you're French. It's Dave yes, Mastiff. Ah, Mr. Mastiff. Oh. <laughs> he, he doesn't come from the black country, he comes from the noir country. The noir country. I mean, name some of the women, just... just. Oh, there's Rhea Ripley, there's Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, uh, <laughs> Killer Kelly. Name the, the one the Scottish non, lassie, the my non God. Young, well, classic ones. The non me young classic one. The non me young classic one. Name the only Scottish, Scottish one. Ella, Ella Dawn. There you yeah. go. There we go. So, yeah. Cool. Great. She's, she's got a great push actually at the moment yes, as well. Indeed. It's been a great, it's great seeing NXT UK debuting this year. Those are two great moments involving NXT. What's been your favourite, guys? Quacky, I'll start with you. Um, see, I'll be honest, I'm just watching it to keep up with everything. 
Um, I do like the whole thing of Gallus, and that's because I've got, I personally feel I've bought a lot of, well, quite a few t-shirts to be frank, right. uh, <laughs> of like Gallus, like Mark Coffey, Joe Coffey, Will Gang, and I love that whole thing of, I just think it's like ICW spearing themselves into the UK scene and Dallas is there get on yourself, sons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm kind of the same as Quacker. I mean, like they were both great moments, but see, just the fact that see, last year Wolfgang was the only ICW like player, mm. and now you've got the actual invasion. Like they've actually they've taken Joe, they've taken Mark, they've taken Kenny as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, out of the two, definitely just the debut of NXT UK. Oh. Yeah, definitely NXT UK. I'm a big fan of the coffees, mm. but especially Mark. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, NXT UK just opens a lot of doors to wrestle. NXT UK, probably. Yeah. Go cool, clean sweep. Excellent. <laughs> uh, again, let's go back to Dave's favorite place, Scottish wrestling. Hey! <laughs> uh, this is personally my, my favorite moment of the year. Absolutely loved it. It was great seeing it live. Alan, Stevie Boy's cash in the Barramania. Oh, fantastic. I'm standing beside you and the next thing I know you're on my shoulders. Um, no, that was absolutely tremendous. Um, especially right in the middle of the death match as well. So it was already getting uncomfortable and then why anyone thinks, oh there's broken glass, I'm gonna cash in, let's go. Coffee seed. But brilliant, fantastic, and it made what was already a spectacular match even better. To be fair to him, the glass wasn't broken at that point and the council cats brought in the glass, so I guess you're making your tomorrow, right? No, but you're making your own chances. You're giving me post-traumatic <laughs> stress disorder right now. You, you, I mean... There was taxi, there was cylinder block, you oh, know. Yeah. Ooh, and spider web as well. Did, uh, did any of you see this one coming? Yes. Right into the show? But I saw it coming, but it wasn't actually meant to happen. And I, 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 we all know that it, it wasn't meant to happen until at least Shug's time. But against Stevie with his injury, that happened around about that time as well. And then I don't think they realised that. In my opinion, Stevie saved Whiplash's life in a way. Because <laughs> like, Whiplash, Whiplash and Gunn were like getting ready to near enough kill each other. Well, if we were sitting standing, so I could see right in the gun and I could see Dallas and the most screaming at Whiplash, who just dropped on the stage. Get back, get back! <laughs> he didn't like win out and take him back, and he just couldn't get back up. And you're like, well, at that point, the blood was squirting. He's really? like, at that I point, I ran laughing. out of the barrel lines. I just couldn't it's take it anymore. Fades. That's fades. I know, but it, it, see the sheer amount. That wasn't the only one there. They were all thinking, see, quite exactly. You know, that's what the panic was, and that's what they were thinking in the back as well. But it was a great moment for a guy who he's kind of seen grow up in the company and everything. Also from a Renfrewshire boy as well. Yeah, yeah in there. He'd, he'd came from being just part of the Bucky Boys, and obviously, just, it was a, it's a proud moment, and obviously, Andy. Yeah, I keep coming to it, but he's one of your trainers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, Stevie's like, I've learned a lot from Stevie. He's a, he's a fantastic guy, and it was a shame about his injury and stuff. But he's getting better, and it was good to see him on his feet at uh, Fear and Loving. Hmm. And uh, well deserved. Do you think there's a comeback for him anytime soon? Just, oh, yeah. Just, just from your judgments? I think, I think so. He's, he's, he's doing really well. I've, I've, I've spoke to him a few times about like how, how he was doing. And I don't know, like, I couldn't say when, but yeah. Well, I know he's going to be back and fighting fit. Do you want to know why? Because I recently tweeted in the nicest possible way 2019 is going to be a filthy year. And he quoted my tweet with a fist bump. And I know he's ready. That's evidence right there. <laughs> Get to talk Do you think it'll be the end of 2019 though? It could be I'd probably say about Shugs. I mean, that gives it around about yeah. just less than a year. Yes, I think that's good timing. Definitely by fear and loathing next year. 
So if a square goes, it's John Cena levels type recovery. Imagine if he came in and was square um, though. Alan Jones. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> let that go. But I, I, I compared it at the time. To, it was like Seth Rollins-esque cash-in. Came was. in during the match, you know. It was just... For, the, the crowd went crazy as well. The Battleland crowd was great that night. Everyone was, everyone was screaming for him to cash in. I know. Like, like, I, I remember I was standing screaming going to Steven cash in. I was like, they're already flat my bloody deed. <laughs> I was like, someone just saved them. Yeah, but it's... I'll still it, get PTSD, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be the only person that didn't want me cash in, because I wanted BT at the time. Really? There's no way BT I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted BT at the time, but still great. Still happy outcome, but I was slightly disappointed. Per, per BT gun, he won two titles and he loses them by not getting pinned. I know. Both of them. I feel from. I know. I feel for you, brother. It's like, it's like cut know. angle WrestleMania 2000. Incidentally, <laughs> <laughs> it's another one of Andy's trainers. Cut angle. He teaches you how not to suck. <laughs> wow! Oh, Dave, oh, come on! Dave, come on! Okay, that was a poor choice of words. Can somebody gag him? Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> no, no, that's no. not saying it was. Moving away from Dave's weekend antics, uh, let's go on to other. Let's, right. let's go on to our. Let's go on to our next. Press the red button now for Dave's house party too. Electric boogaloo. Let's go on to the next. Let's go on to the next moment. Sarah, shucks whose party night one. The return of the bad boy Liam Dawson. I was so happy. I mean, if you if we, we talked about it. In our <coughs> coffin now, oh my god. Um, in our. She's that excited she can't speak. <coughs> Andy, no, Alan. Alright. Fell in for sale. Yeah, um, this is the first time I've ever seen Liam Thompson. I didn't know much about him before then. I said, I'm sort of fairly <laughs> new to this. I last show was the year of science. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was right the to the first time I'm like, who is this guy? I don't know what's happening. And then all I hear, and, <laughs> and all I hear the corner of my ears go, is uh, the person who's dying here going, it's Liam, it's Liam! And that's I'm like, ah, that's him. <coughs> so I, uh, yeah, I know exactly. I was, I'm taking you, Melna. Um, yeah, it was great to see, and by God, <laughs> that guy has delivered since the moment he returned. He's been entertaining bright from the get go. <coughs> And if Sarah can stop coughing, I'll let her take over. I'm sorry, but I got so excited that I nearly choked on my sweet. <laughs> sweet so dangerous. Yes. I think, see, when I was putting together the sweep for Shugs, and I, I saw that Liam had been back at the secret show at the asylum, and I was just like, does, does this mean he'll come back? Does this mean he'll come back? And then, oh, I cried. I. <laughs> you laugh. I cried. I'm laughing at your coffin, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I should really stop eating sweets. But well, Santa dies again. It was it was nice knowing you guys. It was great because not that. It was great because um, it'd been out for so it'd been out for so long. Dave, <laughs> what? Dave, fill it. Uh, he's been out for so long, and right? He'd come back from a really bad injury. It looked like he was going to uh, do in his career. Just being able to get back in the ring must have been something, something for him. Again, I've only seen Liam Thompson <coughs> a handful of times, but he's already won me over because I think he's probably one of the most entertaining guys in ICW and also sink. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. And did you think the sink's the most over thing in Scottish wrestling? I think so, yeah. It's, it's, 
How did the story start again with the sign? Essentially, it was a sign. Wolfgang stole his stink after the square go. Yeah. Yes. Sure, no. Yeah. He, 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 he came up with the sink for the square goal where Wolfgang like, took, his, took his spot and his sink but it turned out that it was not it was his actual sink apartment yeah. so he wanted his sink back just as bad that I'm a trainee he's there and I don't even know half the stuff that happens in actually <laughs> it's really bad. it's probably nice it's probably in there uh, one of the best moments I found this year actually was one, it was in the GUU show and me and Laura were standing outside waiting on Gary and Scott and all you see was these two guys from the crew with the sink and, we were, and I just turned around to him and went, does Liam know you have that? And he's like, no, keep it quiet. <laughs> Surely it was like a pop. Surely it was like, oh, wait. We were outside, it was just us. Never, oh, it was just the two of us. Was it right before the show? We were outside waiting on them. And it was just like the two of them showing up casually in the venue with the sink. Like, Honestly, never have I seen like a superstar in an inanimate object more over than Chris Jericho in the list. I know, I just wanted to quite say on Liam Thompson. He did that. Uh, he took uh, one of the classes once at training and, uh, Absolutely brutalised his man. That was the last thing I was last time I was at. It was about three weeks ago. Still dying from it. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. Uh, a hell of a lot of advice as well he gave for wrestling. And yeah, it's good to see him back in the ring and see where he goes from there. Just, just wanted to give a quick plug out there. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the next year is going to be absolutely fantastic for him. But yeah. uh, that was when it was kind of a close call moment. So we were kind of between that and the Lionheart Hydro win, which we'll probably come mm. to in the last wee bit of the show. But we're well, on to our last moment of the show, the last section there. What one was your favourite, Stevie or Liam? Sarah, did I ask you? I'm about to move on to before you cough the death again. <laughs> no, 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 def- definitely Liam. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of regretting I, don't get, I didn't get to talk to him because of the death of the sweets, but yeah, definitely Liam. Well, Stevie boy. As much as I love Liam, uh, no, it's got to be Stevie boy, Cash now. Liam! Classic Stevie boy. Oh, it's a close one. I, lo- I love that we've had a lot of close calls in this show in terms of favourite moments. Not many runaway ones other than NXT UK. Now, we're into the final section of the show. We're going to talk about some of the other moments, again, chosen by other panellists and some of our listeners. I thought I'd start off with this one because I just kept talking about it there. Alan, Lionheart's Hydro win. Yeah, fantastic. <coughs> well deserved, the guys. Deserved world champion. He's gone best matches this year in ICW he's been absolutely solid mm-hmm. um, and also we've discussed the Hydro show and I know it's had its issues and so forth but it's, it was the best way you need to show it's the best reason and him lifting that title up with that music it was mm-hmm. special it was, was it like Wrestlemania worthy almost? Yeah, it was. It, was, it had a great feeling because the feature tune's yeah. so good mm-hmm. just kinda, it's the fact as well he went in the crowd and yeah, so I found yeah. his parents in the crowd. And, fuck, and he ran and got himself with his mum and he refused. Uh, you know, <laughs> poor guy, he just won the world title. Mommy, pick him up. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> when he went up to the rope, and the, for this, was it the second or the third frog splash, that crowd actually just went absolutely mad. Right, so it was, dude, sadly you missed, you missed it. Um, I, I would go as high as it had been a good WrestleMania moment, let's put it that way. Uh, it was a WrestleMania-esque type moment. Yeah. Uh, Scottish WrestleMania type moment. Uh, yeah. The hero stands at the end with a title and a iconic theme song playing in the background. It was, fant- it was fantastic. Very much. It was a great feel-good moment for his year. Uh, Sarah, it's very appropriate to come to you on this one. Uh, we had the first ever women's pay-per-view this year. Uh, Historic. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say that you've not already said this year on shows about this? What about first time ever's? No, about the story. Shut up. About evolution. About evolution. Oh, what else can I say about that though? I mean, the even the battle royal, which, in my opinion, should have actually been on the pre-show. 
Balroy was great. I loved it. I loved it, but I think it probably. I don't know why, but like, because the actual venue filled up quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Excuse me for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dying of sweets. Okay. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I mean, oh crap. It was. It was great. I mean, what else can I say about it? You had. The last one was standing match. You, 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 I, I fell asleep during Rondo and Nikki because I really couldn't get shit about that. But <coughs> with all fairness, Charlotte and Becky have just worn me out. So, I mean, yeah. Okay, before the coughing fit begins again, yep, yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. Andy, we brought this up earlier on. Daniel Bryan's heel turn. <coughs> yeah, amazing. Just uh, little seeds that were getting planted. <laughs> yeah, right. Nope. <laughs> My last live show, I'm dying. Anyways, it was great, and uh, like I said, I remember saying in green matches, I always wanted to see uh, Brian and uh, Lesnar together, and you know, I managed to see that. But yeah, the heel turn as well, and you know, AJ Styles is great, and it's just a great story them two can tell me. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Well, very well done. They've done well since he's had it. Dave, you've mentioned this one. Uh, Adam Cole <laughs> super kicking Ricochet mid moonsault. Oh my god, that was just one of those. Yeah, I mean if. Ricochet doing the flip in front of Velveteen wasn't a jaw-dropping moment, this was. Because, in case you don't know, I'm a massive fan of Adam Cole. And really? Yeah. Shit the bed. Oh, fuck <laughs> <that's> <laughs> you, you never really let me love that one down. Well, you steal historic, I'm going to steal your power. Enough. Did you hear Whiplash say it then, did you? Uh, he said he shot the bed. For oh, sake. <laughs> if, but yeah, the, um, the super ki- oh, Honestly, I think only Adam Cole could have probably pulled that off. And the fact that Ricochet, it was literally upside down, like any one wrong move, he could have just dropped and fell flat in his head. It was one of those moments that you knew it requires precision, perfect timing, and it was the highlight of the match for the North American Championship between these two. It was that I just made that match. It was absolutely great. Quacku. <coughs> uh, Sugar Duncan Sean Walker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. As, br- as brief as you can. <laughs> Try your best. Where can I stop? Visual aid. Um, yeah, so I was used for educational purposes. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, Sean Walker, he's a hood walker, car stomper, 100% space trash, and I've got the order wrong, but he's my G, he's from the projects of the Hood of Lindsay. And Sugar Dunkerton, obviously coming from US of A, uh, Sean Walker was trying to prove how down he is with Sugar Dunkerton. Sugar Duncan thought, nope, I need to show this guy. But was using myself and Gemma as a visual aid to prove that Sean Walker's not black. <laughs> and he was like saying, see this man? Yeah, he's black, black. The other girl, yeah, white. It's like, yes, uh. He still wasn't getting it. <laughs> so he took him over to the big mirrors in the Source Wrestling School. And he was, st- and he still wasn't realising it until Sean Walker starts crying. <laughs> and then he goes, Oh my god, I'm ginger! <laughs> <laughs> I still cry at that moment, that was the greatest, really? that was the greatest moment of summer. Really, Quacker could probably talk all day for it. We probably should have a special anchor show for Quacker's review of this match. Is that what you do every time you look in the mirror? No, I realise I'm much better looking than Dave. Hey. Oh! <laughs> so you do look like, uh, like Seamus' younger brother. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Skinnier younger brother. Quickly, some of the other moments that were highlighted. Uh, Grado's ICW return. That yes. particular moment was great. Uh, mixed reviews, obviously, of his return since then, but the particular moment he came back, fantastic. Oh. I'd like a prayer. Alan wore the Gradle t shirt on the Saturday as opposed to the Sunday. I know, I, I got it mixed up. <laughs> oh, first up. I was VIP. I was excited. 
Uh, but that was that was something. Uh, one one that was quite interesting was brought up by one of our other panelists, David Campbell. Uh, the Batista Triple H stared down at SmackDown 1000. Yes, SmackDown had a 1000 episode that people keep forgetting. Yeah, I, I just yeah. don't understand why Evolution was there. Yeah. They weren't really on it. They were on SmackDown. It was weird, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it could have led to something. Obviously, Triple H's injuries now meaning it's not going to lead to something. I did not really. I was at this show so I, again, so I didn't really know much about it. The KOE Source Tag Title. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you've you've all heard when I spoke to Mikey Whiplash that he mentioned this. Um, that what KOE did, now KOE can stand for anything, it can stand, it's yeah. many different things, it's all down to your interpretation. Kicked out of everything. Does he even, does he even have to stand for It doesn't have to stand for anything, KOE. but the, the source, air quotations, tag team titles, was one of the most creative things I've ever seen, because even though it was just paper plates, with the word source, but not with a C, it was with an S. Got it with an S. Yes, the source tag team titles. The fact that they went out of their way to go and make those, it took two minutes out of their life, but it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, and tag wrestling matters. It's, it's commitment to a character. It's it's so Kai Williams King and King Killer are like, they're on fire. I absolutely love them so much. Yeah. It was just the way Kai Williams King said, I went on Vela, then you're source tag team titles, and King Killer's holding them up, and then Kai just goes, you spell source wrong, you fool. There's Sean holding up and what is I okay? <laughs> a lot of great things that came from Source this year. We'll hopefully see some great stuff next year. There's, there's, other, there's loads of great moments. It's hard to kind of pinpoint a few of them in the last wee minute we've got left here. There's things like DCT's world title win was great for him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a shock for him. It was a shock for It was uh, Becky's heel, done. Heel one. Well, it's not really much of a heel. You can also class potentially the debut of Ronda Rousey in there also, just because of the eyes it brought onto the product, you know. There's, 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 there's tons of things. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of great moments that's happened. I mean, I mean, say that WWE's not maybe had as many as we've had in previous years, but so many of the ones there in Scotland, just in general. Some loads in NXT, you know. 2018's been a great year for matches and moments. And I think we've, in that short time, we've managed to get a good bit of what's actually happened in terms of those moments and what it's meant to each of us mm-hmm. well, watching it which I think has made for a very good show and on that note I think it's a good point to round off our best moments and matches of 2018 so we have got two more shows left of the 2018 calendar at Suplex Retweet next week we go for go to the worst of 2018 hosted by David yep um, <laughs> gotta balance it out man <laughs> yes David will be talking about all the bad things that have happened this year from WWE and beyond David please have some some Scottish ones in there I, um, I'll do my best <laughs> use people Sarah and Kwaku are here use people wait use people yes not, not use your way. resources use your resources right. Sarah and Kwaku are available on Facebook Messenger. Yes. Well, first, like, I went to about 50 independent like wrestling shows last year. Do you want me to get Twitter handles on while I see what I can do? Yes. Did you know my Twitter handle? Get DM sliding in there, Dave. (laughs) I closed my DMs, I'm sorry. What? Only Ross was here to give me some advice. I closed my DMs. Uh, And we've also got a final show of the year, which will be our NXT call-up analysis show, hosted by Sarah. Yes, yes. Looking at all the the main roster call-ups in the last Looking at all the main roster call-ups, any honourable mentions, like um, Aaron Cole and the Rumble, etc. Baby. Shut up, Dave. But yeah, no, we were looking at that, and... Technically, you can te- you can count a wee bit of NXT UK when you had Pete Dunne turning mm. up on Raw. So we'll talk about all the NXT call-ups. So just get your favourites into us. 
Yes, so that's coming up in the next two weeks. Obviously, 2019 is coming up. We've got lots of great shows coming up. We've got a lot of stuff on the Rumble. Uh, we're going to have a lot more interviews. You're going to have a lot different variety of hosts. I'm not going to tell people who's hosting, but you need to listen and find out. It's not just going to be me, Dave, and Ross and Sarah. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot more variety in that one. So you're going to hear a lot more of the, of the voices of Suplex Retweet next year. Uh, Sorry, I forgot to mention one quick moment. What's that? Alexander Darwin McCallum winning the Source Championship. Yay! Absolutely! <laughs> Stephen Wilson and Kwaku Adri were not paid or threatened. <laughs> <laughs> so from Hi, you are. <laughs> from myself, Stephen Wilson, I'd like to thank my panel first of all, Sarah Grave. Thank you. I'm sorry about my coffee fit. It's fine. Kwaku will edit that out. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> 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 He's good, but he's not medical worker. He's good, but he's not that good. I'm sorry, Kwaku. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nah, you should have gone died in another room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'll take that. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Alan McLucas. Cheers, mate. It's getting feisty in here now. <laughs> Thank God I'm at the door. I'm going to go out to Edinburgh myself between my legs and realise I've lost a friend. To Andy Mitchell. Thank you. No worries. David Hockney. Thank you. Quacko, it's been nice knowing you. Oh, yeah. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Sarah will kill you. I know what you want. Uh, I've been Stephen Wilson. This has been Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. See you later. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!